it seems like it's always the same story for the New Jersey Devils. Poor power play execution and also poor goaltending. And this game was no exception. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chaki, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So over the last couple episodes, I was praising how solid the Devils have been performing during the course of their recent West Coast road trip. Even when they didn't play their best, they still found a way to compete and get the job done for the most part because they did lose to the Avalanche and to the Kraken, but at least they competed hard against the Avalanche and walked away with a point in the Kraken matchup. However, in this game against the Buffalo Sabres, a game in which they dropped 5-2, to two, they took a couple steps backwards. There was a lot of negative takeaways that I saw in this game. It didn't look like the New Jersey Devils uh, that I've been seeing the last couple weeks, and like I told you guys, there's a lot of talent on this roster, obviously a lot of untapped potential, and you know overall just watching these games it's just very frustrating to see because I actually did have somewhat uh, decent hope for the Devils going into this matchup like I mentioned in the previous episode I was actually looking forward to watching it because I thought that the Devils could compete somewhat decent against the Buffalo Sabres because the Buffalo Sabres are kind of a middle of the pack team kind of reminds me of the Vegas Golden Knights and also the Dallas Stars and I just figured you know what the Devils have been playing somewhat decent against these middle of the pack teams so maybe they can at least give them a run for their money and at one point during the game the Devils were able to cut it to a 3-2 lead but ultimately the Buffalo Sabres remained in full control so there's like I said there's a lot of negative aspects that uh, I I viewed in this game and that I want to discuss because we need to talk about the power play execution we need to talk about the goaltending and overall we just need to look at the execution that was put out there by the New Jersey Devils because it was not good so the last couple episodes I have been talking about the New Jersey Devils possibly you know making a coaching change whether it's hiring Peter DeBoer or maybe uh, Kevin DeLean from the Utica Comets and by the way Alexander Holtz has 50 points in Utica right now so not really mu- nothing to brag about or get excited about or oh, who am I kidding it's definitely something to get excited about but ultimately like I said you know Kevin DeLean has been doing some uh, wonderful things for the Comets organization so maybe he deserves a second chance of coaching an NHL team maybe it could be the New Jersey Devils but like I said I'll save more an in-depth discussion for that in a future episode but ultimately that that's what my last couple episodes have been revolved around just talking about the coaching situation for the New Jersey Devils now I've been talking about the head coach position because Theoretically, uh, you know, Lindy Ruff might be on the hot seat for the Devils right now. I'm not sure if the Devils are going to move forward for him at the conclusion of the season. So we'll wait and see what happens. But it looks like Mark Recchi might be looking for a new job as well because we need to talk about the power play execution over the last couple of games because it has been atrocious. So according to Alex Chavancy of the Hockey Riders, he tweeted this during the course of the game. The Devils power play has been 0-4 its last 30 and has been outscored 2 to nothing, down horrendous, and that's saying a mouthful. It goes back to last season because 
Remember when I talked about how, well, I guess more of my faithful listeners will remember this, but I talked about how during the power play execution that the Devils just looked very lackadaisical. They looked like a deer in headlights. They looked scared. They just passed the puck around. There was like no aggression. You know, I'm not trying to say like that's what I've been seeing consistently this time around because at times the New Jersey Devils were able to, you know, put up a decent execution on their power play. Not this game, but, you know, in the more recent games, they put up, you know, maybe a decent fight, but it just didn't go their way. But 0 for 30 in their last couple of games and being outscored 2 to nothing because at one point the Buffalo Sabres had more shots on goal during their penalty kill than the New Jersey Devils had their entire power play opportunity at one point during the game. And the Devils gave up back-to-back shorthanded goals in the same man-up advantage. That cannot happen. Like, literally, the same exact power play and the New Jersey Devils gave up back-to-back goals. That cannot happen because how do you give up two shorthanded goals in the same power play. That is pathetic. That should speak volume as to how bad our special teams have been as of late. Because at one point during the middle part of the year, the New Jersey Devils were slowly but surely starting to improve, whether it was in the penalty kill or the power play opportunity. They were never a threat in any of those categories, just to be just to be fair. But at the same time, you know, I saw the improvement. I saw the growth. I just said, take one opportunity at a time. If you're in the penalty kill, just, you know, take your time killing the puck. Same with the power play. Even if you don't score, just try to penetrate the overall uh, defense on the opposing end and just try to, you know, give them a run for their money and just keep them on their toes. And the New Jersey Devils just haven't really been doing that these last couple of games. And that cannot happen going forward if they really want to take their team to the next level. So one of the main points of emphasis going into the offseason is that they got to improve on their special teams. And I think it goes back to what everyone was saying during the course of December, November, whatever the case might be. It might be time to move on from Mark Recchi because let's just face the music here and let's just see the facts. Because Mark Recchi was given a bunch of gifts out in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization and he couldn't execute out there. So do you really think he's going to change it around here in New Jersey? I don't think so. These last couple of games really speak volume because a lot of people have just been holding Lindy Ruff accountable. A lot of people have been saying that he's on the hot seat. But, you know, let's not get distracted by the fact that the New Jersey Devils have been terrible, horrendous, atrocious in their special teams. And I feel like it's time to move on from Mark Recchi as well and just try to start fresh in that regards because obviously we didn't have any success last year in special teams. And this time around, it's the same story. And to finish off the season, we're like taking a few steps backwards because like I said, uh, during the course of the uh, November and December months, the New Jersey Devils were actually, you know, falling a little bit behind in those categories. They started to pick it up as the season went on, but now we've taken two steps backwards. And like I said, I think this is the main focus that I want this episode to revolve around, which is the New Jersey Devils, despite playing solid hockey the last couple weeks, they took a couple steps backwards in this game against the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, like I said, the first segment of the show, I wanted to focus on the power play and how we've been struggling in that department and also how, you know, Mark Recchi also needs to be held accountable because I'm not seeing nearly as many many fire mark recce tweets as I did back in November and December. So like I said, guys, this is transparent and this goes both ways. If you want to put the blame on Lindy Ruff, that's fine. But you also got to put the blame on one of his assistant coaches, which is Mark Recchi. And like I said, if Mark Recchi wasn't able to execute out in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, why the hell do you think he's going to execute in New Jersey? It's just not going to happen because like I said, in in the Pittsburgh Penguins, you have a veteran-led team with a couple of bona fide all-stars. And also you got Sidney Crosby out there. You got a great 
great organization. And for New Jersey Devils, you know, not a knock to our organization, not to be a Debbie Downer, but we're we're not at that same level yet. We're nowhere close to that same level. And like I said, do you think Mark Recchi is going to translate it here in New Jersey? So once again, this is just me holding Mark Recchi accountable because our power play has been horrendous. And I know I sound like a broken record when I say it, but it's the truth. But also I want to focus on the goaltending situation this time around. I'm going to talk about Andrew Hammond and how he took a couple steps back compared to his last outing against the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm also going to go back to why we sent down Nico Dawes in the first place based on my perspective. I'll talk about all about that momentarily. But first, it is time for the first live read this morning and it comes from our friends at Shady Rays. So Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed double frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Once again, that code is locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off for two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150K verified five-star reviews. So please check out Shady Ray's. And now... The second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline.net. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at LockedOnBets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so like I said, the first segment of today's episode was focused on the lackadaisical power play execution for New Jersey Devils and how uh, Mark Recchi is at the helm of that. And like I said, I want you guys to just consider Mark Recchi in terms of the overall poor execution for New Jersey Devils. But now we're going to shift our focus to the goaltending situation because we need to talk about uh, Andrew Hammond because Andrew Hammond took a couple steps backwards in this game. And like I said, the main focus of this episode is just focusing on where the Devils just uh, took a step backwards in, in in regards to how they've been performing the last couple weeks during their West Coast road trip. So Andrew Hammond, it was just a disappointing outing to see because he reverted right back to his old self when he made his first couple debut games for the New Jersey Devils. And like I said, the main reason why we sent down Nico Dawes based on my perspective was just because one, Mackenzie Blackwood is set to make his return sooner rather than later. The New Jersey Devils have been set on trying to play him at least in one game before the season ends and uh, they were trying to do it during the road trip. Obviously that didn't work out, but they hope to get Mackenzie Blackwood in between the pipes before the season ends. And now since Andrew Hammond had like somewhat of a godly performance against the Vegas Golden Knights, I think the Devils organization was just like, okay, you know what? Andrew Hammond has finally come into fruition. This is the Andrew Hammond that we traded for at the deadline to try to save face for our organization in terms of our goalie situation. So we're going to keep Andrew Hammond in between the pipes moving forward. And then Mackenzie Blackwood will make his return. So hopefully we get him in for a game or two, because remember the season is winding down for a devil's organization. We have less than 10 games remaining on the schedule. And 
uh, like I said, our offseason is fast approaching. So I'm sure the Devils organization was just like, you know what? We're not really competing for anything. So Nico Dawes, it's time for you to go back to Utica and help them compete for uh, the Calder Cup uh, trophy because they're in the playoffs. They have a stacked team. So he's better suited right now playing for the Utica Commons. I think that's how the conversation went down because they just want uh, Nico Dawes to develop a little bit better. You know, Nico Dawes has done a lot of great things for the Devils organization during his uh, his time here during the course of this season. And he's definitely been a big help in between the pipes for the Devils organization. But I think just going back to that Vegas Golden Knights game, I think they just saw how Andrew Hammond was able to take a huge step forward in his development. And I think they just said, you know what, he's settled in. I think he's ready for the role. But ultimately, I think they made a decision too premature because now Andrew Hammond reverted back to his old ways. And some of these goals that he let up against the Buffalo Sabres, I'm just watching at home and I'm just like, how did he let that go by? Because when he was playing against the Vegas Golden Knights, he was absolutely stopping them in their tracks. At one point, Vegas Golden Knights were just like tackling him on uh, his uh, crease and they were knocking on his doorstep but for somehow some way he was able to stop the puck and you know when you look at Oposo's uh, shorthanded goal that this was the first goal that the Devils let up uh, during the course of this game he he took a shot attempt a wrister from the blue line so I don't even know how that was able to find the back of the net. It, it looked like that Hammond just misjudged the puck like he thought it was going to go straight into his glove and he just made a premature decision, uh, flipped his glove away and just said, you know what, this this is going to be an easy one to me. And somehow, some way, it was able to find the back of the net. Like I said, I don't even think Oposo attempted a real shot. I don't think that was his main intention to do, but somehow, some way, it was able to score and it made it a one nothing game for the Buffalo Sabres and that was hard to see because for one the Devils were in the power play opportunity and then second of all he shot it a wrister from the blue line it looked like he was just trying to just scoot the puck deep into their offensive zone and go for a line change based on my perspective and you know it was a dump attempt that was going straight for Hammond and he was going to corral it and then freeze action but ultimately he missed it and he misjudged it so once again it was very disappointing to see Hammond make that kind of mistake because like I said I wasn't anticipating for him to have this kind of outing against the Buffalo Sabres and this wasn't the first time that he made that type of mistake and then uh, I just thought, okay, the New Jersey Devils had this little bit of a wake-up call. They'll recoup. They'll be just fine. But, nope, I was dead wrong because uh, later on in that same power play, because like I said early on in the episode, the Devils gave up back-to-back short-handed goals in the same power play. Uh, and Zaka turned over the puck. And I'm just thinking, like, Zaka, you have got to play better because the organization, the fan base, and quite honestly myself, the person who's been the most patient with you, has really had it, like, up to the top of the head with your overall play this season and over the past couple years after you were drafted. So Zaka's already on borrowed time, so he really cannot afford to be making those types of mistakes, let alone in the same power play in which we already gave up a shorthanded goal to. So once again, do I think Hammond should have stopped the puck? Yes, but at the same time, Zaka, you got to clean up the puck in your offensive zone. That cannot happen. And then uh, the Sabres were able to make it 3-0 because Mercer accidentally, similar to what P.K. Subban did in the previous game against the Golden Knights, redirected Darlene's shot attempt, and that's just bad luck right there. I'm not going to put the blame on Hammond that time around, but I'm just like, come on, like, give us a break. 
Like, oh my God, it was just so frustrating to see because, like I said, not going to put the blame on Hammond, but at the same time, I think Mercer was just trying to kick the puck away and unfortunately hit his skate at the wrong angle and it was able to go right past Hammond. And at this point, I'm thinking in my mind, this game is over. The Devils have already lost. They've given up back-to-back shorthanded goals and ultimately it doesn't seem like luck is on their side this time around. But I was wrong. The only two silver linings in this game for the New Jersey Devils was Ahotuk because he was able to get his first career goal and Jesper Boquist uh, was able to continue his revenge tour because Boquist was able to extend his uh, game goal streak to three and then like I said Ahotuk was able to get his first career goal and dating back to the last episode I didn't really expect much from Ahotuk but ultimately this is what I want from our young guys I want them to get this NHL experience late in the season and it makes things that much more exciting when training camp rolls around after the summer occurs and you know, when we start preseason. So a whole took getting his uh, first career goal was definitely a, a sight to behold because uh, we have a lot of young guys coming up from Utica and just making a contribution with the Devils organization sooner rather than later. So once again, a took was able to be a silver lining in this game alongside with Jesper Boquist. And it's actually worth mentioning, according to Bryce Salvador, he showed the zone entry and exit stats for Boquist, and they were actually very impressive. And he's only second to Heizer in zone entries and exits in the month of April. So once again, Boquist continues to just stick up his middle finger to people like me and a lot of other uh, people who doubted him. And his revenge tour is hot right now, and hopefully he's able to finish strong at the end of the season. So when a Jesper scores, I I used to think that it's just Jesper brought, but Nope, Boquist is definitely making an impact this time around, and I'm excited to see where his development is going to take him. So ultimately, they were the two silver linings for the New Jersey Devils this time around. They were able to make it a 3-2 game, and I'm just like, okay, maybe the Devils can uh, make this uh, uh, comeback and try to come away with the victory. It won't be the prettiest of victories, but a victory is a victory nonetheless. But Owen Power is able to get his first career goal and went five-hole on Hammond. That was painful to see, and I send this message out once again because where is Owen Power from? The University of Michigan. Who was his teammate at U of M? Uh, Mr. Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes, where art thou? Please sign your entry-level contract. You do not need another year at U of M. Please leave the Wolverines and join the Devils organization. Look what Matty Beneers has done so far. Look what Owen Power was able to do against your team. Please sign your entry-level deal. I am begging you, okay? You are ready, trust me. And then Skinner's insurance goal was another stop that Hammond needed to make, but wasn't able to do so. So once again, just a painful outing for New Jersey Devils. They made it a 3-2 game, but then they gave up two unanswered goals. So the main takeaway from this game, like I said many times in this episode already, is that goaltending was atrocious, and then uh, the power play execution was also atrocious, and that was what our Achilles heel was during the course of this game. And I just expected a little bit of a better fight from the Devils organization, especially with how well they played during their West Coast road trip. But ultimately, you know, like I said, despite uh, this being a very bad game and a very bad outing, able to see a few silver linings. And uh, for any of my nuanced listeners or people who are new to the show, I want the Devils to keep winning out to finish off the season for our personnel, for our morale, and just, uh, you know, just have some sort of positive outlook going into the offseason just because we have the potential, we have the talent. I want these young guys to just continue to step up their games and just show why they belong at the NHL level and why they were so valuable for the 
Comets organization because I feel as though the Devils definitely have a stacked AHL team and we can certainly translate into the NHL. We have a lot of diamonds in the rough and, you know, people like Ahotuk was able to just be that uh, bright spot for the Devils this time around. And, you know, he doesn't take any prisoners because he spent a lot of time in the penalty box for the comments, like I said in the last episode. So once again, uh, Devils just, uh, it wasn't their night and, you know, that's bound to happen. But it's the first time in a while that I could say that the Devils didn't really put up that good of an effort because, like I said, despite losing to the Avalanche and despite losing to the Kraken, even though they walked away with a point, it, it was still a competitive game and it was a game that you really couldn't complain about for the most part. So, like I do with every episode, I'm going to compare the stats from tonight's matchup, and then I'm going to give a final letter grade for the Devils' performance. So, shots on goal differential, 31-28 to 28 in favor of the Devils. Face-off percentage, dead even, 50% apiece. Power play, the Sabres were 0-1 for 1 in their power play opportunities. However, they had two shorthanded goals. The Devils were 0-4 for 4 in their power play opportunities. Hits 22-13 to 13 in favor of the Devils. Blocks 10 to 7 in favor of the Sabres, giveaways 12 to 7 in favor of the Sabres. So, once again, it wasn't a really good outing for the Devils, but at the same time, I do need to consider the fact that they're missing a lot of key guys. And by the way, Ryan Graves' new nickname is the Crimson Chin. Why is that? Because, well, he plays for the Devils, and, you know, we're, we're a red color, obviously, and he also is coming back from a chin injury. So, uh, red and chin, the Crimson Chin, which is a fictional character from the cartoon Fairly Odd Parents, a very popular Nickelodeon show. So I decided to give Ryan Graves a new nickname, the Crimson Chin, because I used to call him the Silent But Deadly Ninja, but that's a mouthful to say. So the Crimson Chin just rolls off the tongue a little bit better. So Ryan Graves' new nickname from here on out is the Crimson Chin. Like I said, um, Ryan Graves' uh, fan page on Twitter gave me a shout out for that. So once again, thanks to Alan Cosman for doing that. And Ultimately, like I said, guys, going back to my main point, the Devils are missing a lot of key guys. So it's those kind of games where, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting from the Devils organization, especially when Jack Hughes went down. I was expecting a lot more games like this for the Devils. So it was bound to happen. It's disappointing to see. It's never easy to, like, you know, see your team just lose in this kind of fashion and just, you know, play this piss poor. But at the same time, it's just like, like I said, it, it was bound to happen. So I can't really be too mad about them. So I'm going to be a little generous when giving them their final letter grade of, of this game. So I'm going to give them a C minus because they did make it a competitive game. And like I said, I love seeing when the young guys are able to just step up and make some sort of contribution and get some ready for next year's training camp. So that maybe they can make the roster and impress people. But Ultimately, like I said, it was still not the best of games for the Devils organization, but this score would be a lot lower, especially the, since the Devils gave up two shorthanded goals in the same power play opportunity. So I'm just giving you guys that overall perspective, and Andrew Hammond should have made the key stops that he should have made, but like I said, Devils are missing a lot of key guys, so uh, they've been playing fairly well and respectable the last couple of weeks, so I'm not going to be too hard on them this time around so once again they're going to get a c minus in my book for this overall performance i did want to give them a solid c but i i can't be that generous so overall their effort deserves a c minus just based on their team trying to make the comeback but just fell short and they gave up two unanswered goals and one of those two unanswered goals was owen power's first career goal so once again that's a little painful to see especially since i really want luke hughes to sign his uh entry-level contract but 
Uh, we'll just have to wait for the future of that to happen. So once again, let me know what you guys think about the overall Devils' performance. I told you guys uh, what I thought in terms of power play and goaltending and their overall execution. So let me know what you guys think about uh, the Devils this time around. Hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMad4, and also the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. Leave your thoughts down below if you're watching on YouTube. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.